Gentlemen's Club just finished the inaugural draft. Uh, the long, what was that? Twenty-four rounds. Long draft. <laughs> Twenty-four rounds. I feel like all the emotions were there. We had anger. We had joy. We had frustration. Let me just say rage, okay? I'm rage. <laughs> rage. Do you want to? Do you want to explain? what rage you're speaking of yeah man like i gotta say like like you said going through the whole gambit of emotions for this draft man so i went ahead and i started the draft off with patrick mahomes and i'm feeling so good about it i'm riding a high you know and i really believe that if the draft was a normal time frame you know maybe 60 seconds per pick i would have been able to ride that high i would have stayed on my game and i would have made good decisions for at least a few more rounds However, after taking Patrick Mahomes, my next pick was about four hours later. And, you know, life happens. I'm not going to blame the kids or anything like that. But (laughs) I was not in the best frame of mind when I made the selection of Nick Chubb. (laughs) So you look down at your phone and you're like, I need to make a pick. And I'll be this is your second pick of the draft. Mm-hmm, one of your mm-hmm. your second most important pick of the draft and you look down and you say chub yeah whatever <laughs> that guy <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's pretty much what happened i mean i was uh wiping a dirty diaper in one hand and i was looking <laughs> at my name on the draft board on the other and um, i had a cue going you know i saw that there was a little run of wide receivers before me i think there was four or five you know stud receivers picked and i was looking at my cue and i was saying um, you know, I can't let a running back, a top running back slip. You know, I have to pick the best player available. No matter how bad I want, maybe like Tyreek Hill to pair up with Patrick Mahomes. I just yeah. feel that, you know, m- me as a drafter, I know that I want to always pick the best player regardless of position. So in my queue for running backs, I had Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and Miles Sanders. Okay. I figured they're all, you know, pretty much studs. You can't really go wrong. Um and I wanted Aaron Jones, but at the same time, I did not care at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was, you know, I was waffling a little bit back and forth between between Jones and Chubb. And um, I, you know, I'm, I went ahead and picked Chubb. I'm, I live with my decision, but I instantly regretted it. And I do wish I had Aaron Jones. Who yeah, went next, by the way? I was just getting ready to say for Jones to go directly after you, that, that had to feel like a mistake. Yeah, as soon as Jones, like, I already hated seeing Nick Chubb's name on my screen. Like, as soon as I saw his name, I was like, okay, that's the stupidest name in the world. I should have never picked him. And then as soon as the next guy picked Aaron Jones, I was like, yep, facepalm. That was dumb. Okay, so so that's the replacement player you would have would be Aaron Jones. For Nick yeah, Chubb. absolutely. And then I was thinking about it, like, if I would have done that, I would have been really a lot more happy. And I think my draft would have gone a lot better. Um, I did, you know, my, my username over here on our, our Dynasty League is Legend DP, but I do not feel like my draft went very legendary. Let me just say that. Yeah. I mean, so Nick Chubb, uh, 24 years old, he's not going to help you out this season. He's on the IR, and you got Aaron Jones, who I believe is 20, yeah, 25. Um, uh, he, he's in a bit of a better situation, obviously, with the Packers versus uh, Nick Chubb with the Cleveland Browns. But... Uh, I was going to say this because I know you, you text me immediately saying that you hated your pick. Yep, but, yep. you know, what if Kareem Hunt gets traded? 
what if Nick Chubb gets traded? I don't see both of those guys sticking there. And if that does happen, you could have a stud on your hands. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I would say that they just gave Kareem Hunt a two-year extension this year. So I think they plan on keeping him. But that that did factor into my decision. I was thinking, you know, long-term, who would be the better asset? And mm-hmm. knowing that running backs don't always last very long, I was thinking that being in a timeshare might actually benefit the longevity of Nick Chubb. But, you mm-hmm. know, he's not taking as many hits or getting as many carries as Aaron Jones. So I thought maybe Aaron Jones will wear down. They just drafted a rookie behind Aaron Jones. Maybe they're uh-huh. looking to replace him. So I snagged up Chubb, and that was kind of my philosophy. But, you know, regrets. Yeah. And I on the Aaron Jones situation, I do have to say that I have Aaron Jones and it pains me when Jamal Williams gets all those carries. I've seen uh, I've seen drives where Aaron Jones doesn't get in the game at all. Right. And Jamal Williams is getting catch after catch after catch. And I'm like, man, like he's not, I mean, he's a, he's a workhorse, but not like a true, true workhorse. That's true. That's true. And and that was happening last year too. I mean, the the whole reason why Aaron Jones had a great season last year is I think he he led the league with like 19 touchdowns. So yeah. you know touchdowns aren't really predictable. And and I didn't really think that they could continue this year, but he's having a good year again. Yeah, yeah, he is. Well, let's go on to let's let's talk about. Okay, you started talking about mistakes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and offer one of my mistakes. But my mistake that I'm gonna talk about first isn't one initial mistake so you can tie your first mistake to you know your second round pick of Nick Chubb um albeit you know rage rage pick children involved <laughs> albeit whatever but one of my main mistakes isn't just one pick it's an overall mistake and I noticed I was making this mistake uh probably around like round 11 or 12 wow that's pretty late yeah, and it was too late, and I had to shift my whole mentality of how I'm going to run my, my team because of this. I figured, you know what? I'm going to draft my team and be 25 and under. Mm. I want to target guys that are doing it right now, but on the, you know, bargaining end or the bargaining side of their careers. They're going to, you know, produce more in the future. Right. Sounds like a viable plan, right? But the more I went on, I started thinking, yo... I'm drafting a team that's supposed to be good in two to three years, possibly four years, and I don't know what's going to happen in two, three, or four years. Like, there could be a brand new wave of, I don't know, new quarterbacks that do all new types of things. For example, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Four years ago, three, four years ago, we're not even looking at quarterbacks like that. We're not even considering quarterbacks that run for touchdowns as much. And it just shows how much the game changes. And if I could restart the draft over again, I would probably draft the team that's going to be better this this coming year. Man, that's such a good point. I was thinking, you know, pretty much along the same lines going in. I was like, you know what? This is a dynasty league. I want to be good in the future. But yeah, that's that's flawed. That's like the wrong way to look at it. I think, and I think it's yeah. I think it's highlighted by the drafts that RB seventeen and M twenty Ali put together. Um, yeah, those two Shout teams. Out to Ryan and Omar. Yep, Ryan and, and Omar. Those those two teams are so good, and they drafted for now. Like they're just good teams. Like they would be good yeah. in in any redraft league. They would be dominant. And now yeah. we're gonna sit here looking at their teams for 
two, three, four years as they continue to years. peak and dominate. Like, yeah. Like, I, and the thing is, go ahead. No, I, just, I didn't mean to cut you off, but real quick, I was going to say the thing is that they still have the chance to draft good guys. If they draft well, they're going to continue. But go ahead. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, like, I went into the draft with a similar mindset as you, and I realized pretty quickly. Because both of those guys are right next to me in the draft, so I'm, like, staring at their picks the entire time. I realized pretty quickly that I was not going to be able to compete this season, for sure. Yeah. And then as the draft went on, I'm like, these guys just take keep taking good players. Like, why am I not <laughs> taking good players? <laughs> it's a hard thing to do as a fantasy football player, right, to pass on players that are really, really good right now to take players that might be good in a couple years. Right, right. And But with all that being said, though, like, this was all of our first Dynasty draft, you know, and, and I do kind of look forward to the challenge of having a bad team <laughs> so that I can actually, <laughs> like, work on rebuilding it. So yeah, hopefully that's, that's you know. <laughs> go ahead. That's no, that's that's got to be part of it. You have to you know be ready for the downfalls and, and you know just as much as you're ready for the the high the high points. Yeah. And you know when I when I realized it, I was like you know it's too late now, especially because I drafted Alvin Kamara first. So first round, obviously I wanted Christian McCaffrey, as I'm pretty sure everyone else wanted Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he was going uh, number one, no doubt. Yeah, a young stud, 24 years old, and drops 30 a game, almost average. Mm -hmm. So, I wanted him, but I figured Alvin Kamara was the the next best thing. And Alvin Kamara is 25, and I'm like, I've got, I drafted T. Higgins in the fourth round. And I'm like, man, guys that went after T. Higgins, uh, Julio Jones, uh, Mari Cooper, Stephon Diggs. Uh, just receivers, Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, uh, Chris Godwin. Yes, I was just curious. Actually, let's oh, that was actually the same round, but yeah, so it actually went before me. Yeah, I wanted Chris Godwin, and yeah, just to, to speak on guys like Ryan and Momar, you know, Ryan's team is gonna dominate this season. He, I, I give him like 90, 85, or 90 percent chance that he's gonna win the playoff this year for sure. Um, his team is absolutely ridiculous. And I, re- I noticed that at round eight when you got Chris Carson. And I text you and I said, oh, shoot, Ryan's team is going to be a monster. Like, and let me just, just ju- let me just jump in for you real quick. There's two Ryans in our league. So when we're talking about the Ryan with a good team, we're talking about Ryan Booth. And when we're talking about the other Ryan, it's Ryan Huddle. So let's just get that quick. <laughs> wait, wait. Which, ty- which team is Ryan Huddle? Just so I can compare. He was the 12th draft pick, so 88 X-Factor. So he's the lesser Ryan. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, just, just letting you know. Yeah, we're not talking about you, Huddle. I mean, I'm looking at your team. It's not horrible, but you're definitely not set up to compete. Yeah, like yeah. Booth is. yeah, yeah. I'm not hating because my team ain't great, but we're talking about Booth here. Yeah, Booth, uh, RB, as we call him. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah, his team's crazy. When you got Chris Carson and added that on to what he had going, I was. it was like a facepalm moment. I was like... How have I really been drafted? And it hasn't yeah. really been right. And yeah. then Momar, Momar took a very similar strategy to me. Uh, we actually didn't differ until round six. We both took running back first round, and then followed by three wide receivers, and then followed by another running back. Oh, that's interesting. I, yeah, I remember texting him. I was saying, "Hey, we're on the same path, except he just took better players right now. <laughs> he just did good players." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so we did. We did the 
same thing, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, Ryan, I, I would say he's probably slated to be number one. Momar is slated to be number two. And I'd say after that, it's probably Josh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and kind of just to put a little bit of a bow on, on that subject that you brought up about, you know, like the, the draft strategy in general, I definitely think that the next time I do a dynasty draft like this, I'm going to pay attention to, like, having the players I draft, like, making sure that their peak years are during the same time frame, you know, not, not just taking um, just young players or players that are good now and then some younger players who they'll be good later. I want to focus on having most, if not all of my players projected to peak around the same years. You know, I think that's going to be the key to championships in the future. Yeah, totally agree. That's the key to being a great GM is knowing when, you know, your, your outline is going to, Come to fruition. Exactly. And as being a being an Oakland A's fan, like that's what the Oakland A's do every year. Um, we won't get yeah. into that. That's just, that's trash. But we won't get into that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. So I think. Uh. Yeah. To put a bow on it. Yeah. If, if I had to do it over again, I would draft players that are good right now and just depend on myself, knowing that I can, you know, pick players here and there that are going to be good in the future. Right. Come right. to drafts. Right. So, but so it is what it is. So quick rankings, like we're talking about um, Booth and uh, Momar having the, the the top two teams, and then you mentioned probably Josh with the third. Yeah, I'd probably I'd, I'd say power rankings. Yeah, I'd go Ryan Booth, Momar, Josh. Uh, fourth, I'd looking at Daddy D twenty. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Lamont. Yeah. Lamont, I think that so you took Patrick Mahomes first. I remember telling my dad, who is Team uh, Don Don MCN, yeah. I remember telling my dad that Kyler Murray can be every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes, and he's twenty. He's twenty two years old. Mm-hmm. You look at what Kyler Murray is doing in his rookie season. Did Patrick Mahomes even play in his rookie season? He played the last game. He started week seventeen. The last year, and Kyler Murray's got such a, a jump start on him, and he's already doing it. Right. So I remember telling my dad, you know, I think Kyler Murray can be just as good as Patrick Mahomes. And for Lamont to get him and then follow him up with his number one receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. even though Hopkins is 28, that's, that's a dynamic duo that's going to be good for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think he's definitely in a good position, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's set up. But I mean, after that, it kind of tells off. He went the younger route with Justin Jefferson, which you have to question after you took DeAndre Hopkins, you know, lining up your. your yeah, but I think uh, I think team. next year Justin Jefferson is going to be a, like a solid lock-in wide receiver too. Hmm. So, so you're buying you're buying Justin Jefferson? Huh? Oh, absolutely. I think I think he might be, I, I guess, the best receiver or the best rookie receiver this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I would say top three. I'd say, yeah, Jefferson. I'd, I'd put Higgins in there because Higgins yeah. hasn't had any blow-up games, but his consistency has been really great. Recently. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. And, and Joe Burrow is definitely a, a dynamic duo. Now, <laughs> I think that leads us right into the next thing I want to talk about. <laughs> I already was, know. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you think was the biggest first surprise of the draft? Joe Burrow. But I, Yeah, Joe Burrow, <laughs> most definitely. But... I kind of want to skip Joe Burrow because that's the obvious one. But I think we do have to talk about that that pick number 
that was made by my brother, E38510, <laughs> uh, of picking <laughs> you know Joe. You know who we're talking about. <laughs> you know who we're talking about. I'm picking Joe Burrow. Um, but you know what? When I when we first did the draft in the first round, I thought the first mistake was Russell Wilson. I'm not really? gonna lie. I thought it was Russell Wilson because Patrick Mahomes was just taken in the first round. And I know why. I think everyone knows why you take him in the first round. He's a twenty five year old stud. He's got a ten year contract yeah. and he's probably gonna be a stud for a while. Yeah. Uh Russell Wilson is thirty one years old. Sure. Uh as good as he is, how long is he gonna be good? I hear what you're saying, and, and when I saw his name hit the board, I felt the same way. I was like, man, that's too early for Russell. But mm-hmm. when I look at Ryan's team, <laughs> exactly. I can't argue. So, like, he, he did the right. And, and I'm really curious if he was targeting Mahomes and he would have taken him if he was available or if he would yeah. legit take Russell over <laughs> Mahomes. And, uh-huh. or, if he, or if he just took him as, like, that's my plan B, so I'll just take a quarterback, you know? Yeah, and I wonder that too. Maybe we'll we'll get an answer to that, and we'll do like a you know a follow up podcast later. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, that's a good question. But yeah, like you were saying, looking at his team now, that was the right pick. Uh, that might have been the better pick than Patrick Mahomes. I don't know, but I mean, that was the in right terms of team. in terms of like win now, I mean, it, it's just as good. It's definitely not worse. It could be better, but it's definitely not worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. No, it was, I mean, at, at the time, I remember thinking, oh, Ryan's team's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, well, one of the Ryan's teams does suck, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Booth, I, I thought Booth's team was going to suck. My bad, Huddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, all right, let, let's let's go on the Huddle. Huddle took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. How do you feel about that pick? I think it's fine. You know, I think he's building for the future. And, and even in redraft leagues, Clyde is a top 10 running back. So I think I think it's a, it's a good pick. It's a solid pick. I just don't know why you would take CD right after, other than the fact that he's a big Cowboys fan. <sighs> oh, that, so I did not know he was a Cowboys fan. Yeah. So yeah. taking CD Lamb over DK Metcalf is going to haunt him for years. Yeah, like he fucked that one. <laughs> he messed that <laughs> yes, one up. He did. Sorry. Yes, he did. No, no. That's that's deserving of an F bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taking C D Lamb over DK Metcalf. Like I, nobody so, was gonna take C D. Like you could have gotten C D in the third, fourth, you know. I wouldn't take a C D. Yeah. Nobody was gonna I, take C D that early. Yeah. I mean, so that was probably after, you know, the Joe Burrow, uh, Russell Wilson snafu. Would you say that was the biggest surprise in? The first biggest surprise? In terms of, like, individual players, yes. I, w- I was surprised that that many quarterbacks went, you know, in general in the first round. Uh, but I would say... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I-, I expected it to be Patrick Mahomes and then maybe Kyler, maybe Lamar. Um, yeah. And then by the time it got back to me in the second, I really, really wanted to take another quarterback. Like, I wanted to start the draft with two studs, but it didn't yeah. work out that way. We did talk about that, you know, yeah. the, the possibility of having two stud quarterbacks. And, you know, it's the way the draft went, you were going to have to waste your first two picks on quarterbacks to get that. I think I would have ended up with a better team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so once, so we talked about this as well. Um, I just want to mention that for everyone else. We talked about the benefit of drafting later. Usually in a redraft league, 
you know, you want to get an earlier pick and grab a stud like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. In this league, I felt drafting later, since most of us haven't done a dynasty league before, I felt drafting later might have been an advantage because you can see the trend. And so when I took at uh, I picked at number three, there were no quarterbacks off the board. And by the time it came back around to me, there were five quarterbacks gone. So True. that caused me to shift my strategy. I was like, I'm not getting, well, pa- I say Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson are, you know, the three best quarterbacks in there that were taken as far as dynasty purposes go. Um, yeah. I'm not getting one of the top three. So do I really want to waste a second round pick on that, on a quarterback? And so I just shifted my strategy to say, hey, I've got to take advantage of the fact that five people in the first round took quarterbacks and grabbed some studs, you know, and then right. worry about quarterback later. Right. And and that's why I kind of think that being in the middle, not necessarily at the end of the, you know, draft order, but being in the middle was the most important thing um, to capitalize on all the runs because you you only have like 10 picks before you no matter no matter what pick. If you're at either the huh. first or the last position, there's you pick pick and then there's 24 picks until you see another guy. You know, so I, I think that yeah. being in the middle was was the most important thing. And and if I'm right, you know, Momar and Ryan took advantage of it. Yep. And I was yeah, I was just curious to say you saw that too, that the two best teams we identified are smack dab in the middle. Yeah, I don't I really don't think it's a coincidence. Um, I don't know if I could have done any better because I'm in the middle, too. So what's the excuse for me? But um, yeah, I definitely think that being in the middle was was a good spot to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't blame. I, I would say my team would probably be the same if I went back to that time and I had a middle pick just because my draft strategy was a little messed up going right. into it. Um, right. I was I, I think we were both like we were saying earlier, just so excited to do a dynasty draft that we were trying to, you know, prepare for later years when we didn't need to. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, in terms of what are we playing this for? It's to win championships and why didn't we just pick good teams to win championships? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. We, yeah. we already talked about that, but... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think DK Metcalf was one of the guys, and you knew this as well, because yeah. we've talked about DK Metcalf extensively <laughs> over the last yeah. year. And sure. DK Metcalf was one of my main targets. And to see him go in the second round by my dad who I don't mm-hmm. regard as the greatest fantasy football player in the world. Damn, shit. <laughs> to see him go to my dad hurt, but I was like, damn. A little pick. proud, a little proud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, damn, good pick, Pops, good pick. Yeah, yeah. he definitely wasn't coming back to you, DK. <sighs> yeah, because you were going to grab him anyways. Well, Ryan would have grabbed him. He took Lockett because he, he, it looked like he was just trying to pair Russell Wilson. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I, I guarantee you he would have snagged up DK. And and by the way, DK was my number one position player on my list over running back, over receiver. I wanted DK. Yeah, I wanted if DK I wasn't gonna, if I wasn't gonna pick Mahomes, I was gonna pick DK. But I didn't want to do it so early, like as the fifth overall pick, you know. Yeah, and I didn't know like where to grab him at. I think that's the thing with with us doing a first our first dynasty draft. Is where do you value a young guy like that? But yeah. he's already doing it. He's already putting up top three wide receiver numbers at the age of 22. So, yeah, I, I had him as like a must-get guy, but I just didn't know where he was on everyone else's board. Right. Yeah, I expected him to be gone by the time he got back to me, but I was really, you know, hoping for the best. 
Yeah. And if, I don't know. Like, would I, if I could go back, would I really take him over Alvin Kamara? Um, just knowing the shelf life for a running back, uh, probably not, actually. But, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it it would make me want to take it more being as we have to start three receivers in our lineup, you know? Like, yeah. It, mean, it means the receiver position is even more valuable. But I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. Well, let's go on to the next surprise. So we had a surprise of CeeDee Lamb at uh, round two first pick. Uh, we had the great pick of DK Metcalf round two, uh, pick three in round two. Uh, then we had Hopkins, Adams, Thomas. Then the wide receiver trend just went crazy. Yeah. By the time my pick came back around, I went for Calvin Ridley. Might have been a little early, but I want to make sure I got my guy. He's a young dude. Probably going to take over for Julio Jones pretty soon here. But Let me ask you about that really quick. Yeah. So I do feel like Ridley might have been a little bit early, but I respect the decision. Um, the only thing that makes me worry is I think Ridley is benefiting from having Julio Jones on the field. And I think that when Julio is not there anymore, I don't necessarily look at him as a dominant receiver. Your thoughts? Yeah. So you're, you're kind of saying that he's more like a Juju Smith-Schuster and that when exactly. Antonio Brown leaves, then he's going to suffer getting the opposing team's number one cornerback. Exactly. Um, yep. So this season has been a pretty good uh, example of what he'll be like without Julio Jones because Julio Jones has missed you know quite a bit of time this season and last and yeah. I feel like he's still put up great numbers like to start off the season I think he started off with like what 33 and 29 point games and I, I, I think Julio Jones was not there those first few weeks am I right? I want to I say he was there at least week one but I'm, I don't have it in front of me so I'm not sure but I'll take your word for it I'm not sure on that. I think I, I'll look that up maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I just kind of see, I looked at his trend and definitely I did a lot of research before I took him number two. I looked at his trend over the last couple of years and every, you know, year he's been improving. His stats have been improving. His his targets have been improving. His fantasy points have been improving. And I just kind of saw the jump this year and I thought, well, if there's going to be a guy that's doing it right now, and he's probably going to do it in the future. He's 25 and under. The Cal- at this point, is probably going to be that guy. Uh, and like I said, yeah. at that point, I was trying to say 25 and under. And I'm not just, I've just seen him as a breakout candidate this year. Um, I respect it. I respect it. And yeah, but you, you bring a good point. Will he do this when Julio Jones isn't there? Which is a right. good question. He is a, um, he's only 6'1, so he's not a big dude. But, it, you know, you got to take a chance. Yeah, we'll see. So I thought that Jonathan Taylor would get back around to me mm-hmm. after Calvin Ridley. Um, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor going in the second round? Yeah, I think it was it's kind of similar to the the CEH Clyde Edwards Hilaire pick in terms of you know he's a he's a young guy who could have a workhorse role for many years and he's shown talent. Um, there's a lot of hype on on Jonathan Taylor towards the beginning of the season, and he hasn't really lived up to the hype, you know, when he was first given the job after Marlon Mack got injured. Um, but I think he's shown flashes, and, and I think it was a respectable pick, and I don't really see any issue with it. I think I think he went about the range he should have. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't knock it too much because I would have taken him in the third round if he got back to me. But then we get back to the the point of, are you just banking on uh, potential? Or are you banking on a guy that's already been doing it? Because you could say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has already shown that he can do it. And he plays for a great team. Jonathan Taylor is on a team that where they may have a good O-line. You know, he's not on a great team. And he's not really – he hasn't done it so far this season. Yeah. I, I think you're just looking at, like, potential and opportunity. You know, he, he definitely can be playing – can play the role of a workhorse back in that offense. There's – I mean, I know they keep giving carries to Wilkins and Hines. But I think that as the season wears on, they're going to start feeding their rookie. And I think by the end of the season, I think we'll have a complete picture on what we can expect. And I think that we will look at this pick like a solid pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the future will definitely tell on this one. Yeah. So to get to the player that I really want to say, to get your opinion on, is Travis Kelsey. So Josh's team is a little all over the place when I look at it. Um, his quarterback is Justin Herbert. Running back is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Chris McCaffrey is 24 years old. He took a 31-year-old tight end in the second round to pair with a team that is pretty young for the other parts. And I don't think he has enough to compete for a championship right now. I think he'll be in the running, but I don't think he'll be viewed you know, on the same level as Ryan Booth and Moore. Um, so how do you feel about a second-round 31-year-old tight end I think I'm okay with it. Um, I would have valued George Kittle there ahead of Kelsey just because of the age difference. And if you look at a points-per-game basis, I think George Kittle is actually higher than Travis Kelsey. Um, so either way, they're comparable in points, and George Kittle is younger. So so that would have been my choice. Um, but in terms of the strategy of taking a tight end there, you know, there's only two dominant tight ends, really, in the league. And he has one of them, which means every single matchup, you know, he's going to have a, a definite significant advantage at the tight end position over his opponent. And so I think that's that's something that should be thought about. And I think it's I think it was a good pick um, other than I would have taken Kittle there. Yeah, I, I had Kittle definitely value higher than Kelsey on, on my dynasty rankings because he is four years younger. And I think, yeah, he's already scoring more than Kelsey, and he's more involved in, or he's more the focal point of the Niners' offense. Yeah, and then another thing you mentioned was, you know, young McCaffrey compared to older Kelsey. Um, I don't think Josh was really thinking about that. I think he wants to win now. Um, I, I've had a few conversations with him, and it sounds like he's expecting to compete for championships now and within the next few years. And, you know... Injuries could happen at any time to the, you know, there's two top teams in our, in our league that we've already discussed. Um, but, you know, big injuries could happen at any time. And we're already calling Josh's team possibly the third best in the league. So I think it was a decision to win now and get a championship. And I can't really knock that. No, like, like we were saying, we definitely can't knock that because we might have both gone that way ourselves if we can yeah. do it over again. Yeah. So what and, would you say? Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. So I would say that... Um, the Justin Herbert pick is is also a respectable pick, and and I would have taken Justin Herbert as my second quarterback in that round, in round three, if he didn't come, if he came back to me, because I would have done the same with Deshaun, and I would have done the same with Josh Allen. Those three quarterbacks got taken before my third pick, and I was going to take either one of those three. How 
huh? So that's that's good to hear for those guys that took those quarterbacks there to know that you know they wouldn't have been there if you didn't take them. I mean, looking at Justin Herbert's numbers fantasy wise, uh, 22, 20, 20, 17, 18 on the year. Yeah, anything that you can say about Joe Burrow, you can say about Justin Herbert. Yeah, just two rounds later. <laughs> yep, exactly. And and it, it's better because, you know, he's comparable to Joe Burrow and he got him later. So that's a better pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at how the draft was going, yeah, looking at Joe Burrow's numbers, they're very similar. Right. Okay. So what would you say was the next uh, surprise to you where you were like, really? Let's see, going through it, we talked about the quarterbacks, and then you picked A.J. Brown, which I thought was a good pick. It might have been a little bit of a reach for the age, but yeah. I think that he's definitely he's already a good receiver, like possibly top 10, and he's super young, so I think it was good. Um, I just wanna, and then, be, go before ahead. you go on real quick, I just want to point out really quickly that I had the toughest decision between A.J. Brown and Chris Godwin, and I know I, I even messaged, I texted you, and I said, hey, man, I am struggling between picking A.J. Brown and Chris Godwin. Uh, that pick, that was probably the most anguish that I I went through over this whole draft, was choosing between those two. I did so much research. Interesting. And you landed on A.J. Brown. I landed on A.J. Brown. Uh, yeah, I remember you said that you would go with A.J. Brown because of the, the team he's on and his quarterback situation. Yep. Versus, you know, Chris Godwin and Brady. You don't know how long Brady's going to play. Chris Godwin's also on a team, as far as the media future, he's on a team with Antonio Brown, uh, Mike Evans, and Rob Gronkowski. Right. So there's that as well. And then A.J. Brown is a year younger. But Chris Godwin, he's a little bit taller. Uh, I don't know. He, I don't know. I, I just saw an upward trend of A.J. Brown. And with Chris Godwin, I saw him peak last season. And he hasn't been able to re- uh, replicate that yet. So that's why I agree. I agree. I think that's a good point. I think we've seen Godwin at his best. And I don't know if A.J. Brown has peaked yet. Yeah. And you, lo- you look at his seasons uh, and it's upward trend still. Right. Exactly. Um, so so go- moving forward to, to look for some more surprises. Um, yeah. Next was Josh Allen. And then I picked Miles Sanders there. Um, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. Allen Robinson, I would say, you know, I I don't know if I would have picked him there. He's on a bad offense, and I think there was already trade rumors. Like, they want to get him out. I, I mean, he gets heavily targeted, and he produces. I just would be, you know, I would probably avoid him there. Um, Justin Jefferson, the rookie, I respect it. You know, I see upward trajectory, and in a dynasty league, I, I like the pick. Um, and then, two, so I, I guess Tua would be the, the name that actually stands out. Um, yeah, I agree. And that's that's Dre Day's team. Um, he picked Barkley, <coughs> then then Jacobs, then Tua. I, I feel like that was kind of random and out of nowhere. Like we've seen one game from Tua, we don't know if he's actually going to be good. Like maybe maybe DeAndre has some insight, you know, or maybe he watched him a lot in college, which is possible. Um, but I don't know. I think I think there was different picks there. Yeah, you know, I. For me, I got to play in the NFL, man. Like, that's why I struggle with drafting a lot of rookies I haven't played yet. You know, I, I got to see it. And with Tua, I, I've seen – so I've seen a lot of big names in the NFL come in and, you know, have projections of what they're supposed to do. And they never, you know, accomplish it. I've seen it so many times. So with Tua, I was like, 
I I probably wouldn't have reached for a guy like Tua until like around ten. Yeah, but, I was thinking ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, you look at the players that are drafted around Tua: James Conner, Mike Evans, you know, Kareem Hunt, T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Guys that are drafted around him. It's like, oh, that was a reach. Yeah, I definitely think it was a reach. He could have gotten him way later if he really wanted him. Like, take him in the eighth. Take him, <laughs> take him later, bro. Yeah, definitely. He, that that was a that was a fear pick, and I I, I definitely made a couple of fear picks myself, especially in round nine. So what do you mean fear, by that? A fear pick. Uh, so Dre Day made his fear pick in round three. I made my fear pick in round nine. I call it a fear a fear pick is what I call something a player that you take where you know you should probably wait on this dude, and you know you probably can wait on this dude. But it's just that little fear in the back of your cerebellum that someone might be looking at him as well, and you're afraid that he might not get around. And he's like a guy you've really been looking at, you've really researched, you're really excited to have on your team, but you're just a little bit afraid that someone might take him for your next pick. And so you take him way too early. That's a fear pick. Okay. I think I had fear from round six on. (laughs) 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 Uh, So, like, for for context, I picked Jerry Judy um, in round six. I feel like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like he was super hyped coming out of college as like one of the better rookie receivers. And, and I do think that he's going to progress and and get better. Um, But I just think that he has name value, even as a rookie that somebody would have snagged him. So, and, and he was my first receiver. So, so I knew at this point, like I have to take shots. I have to hit big. I have to hit the lottery with the receiver. There's, there's like not any studs that are going to be in the league for a long time on the board right now. Um, so yeah. I, I went ahead and fear picked him, I guess you would say. Yeah, for your team and your your de- or your your kind of win outline, yeah, I, I don't think it's a horrible pick. Uh, because yeah, you're right, you have to take chances. And you took your first wide receiver in round six. And yeah, you had I think you had Juju taken right in front. No, you had Juju taken right after you. Yeah, Juju, I wasn't in on Juju anyways. Yeah, I, I kinda struggled with him too and thinking about him so yeah i mean i'm not mad at pick for you um, i will say i will say at that position i was thinking about taking odell yeah um just because you know he elite talent but you know the circumstances it, it just hasn't been panning out the last few couple years um but he was my other like when odell is good he's great you know so he was i was thinking about risking it on odell but crazy because odell didn't go for what how many rounds after no oh, he, he went seven one and i was thinking about him at six eight. Oh, there he is okay okay yeah Never mind. There he which is. is which is funny because after the draft josh who took odell tried to trade him to me <laughs> and at that point i was like man if i wanted him i would have picked him so sorry <laughs> that's a good point so i don't know man odell speaking of odell he's probably not gonna play on the browns next year that's what and, i'm thinking but that's a good thing and I yeah. think wherever he, like, I think the sheer possibility that he could go to a great situation with that elite talent is, is, is you know, something to look at. What so, if he goes to, uh, I don't know, what, what if he goes to the Packers? But the only thought in the back of my cerebellum regarding OBJ is he's kind of like a cancer. Like, yeah. all the reports that come out, is like him and Baker weren't jiving. He was trying, Baker was trying to force him the ball just to keep him happy. 
Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. there really is a good situation for him to walk into at this point of his career because if he's walking onto a team that sucks and he's going to dominate, like, he's he's expected to be the number one. Like, there's questions as if he can even do that coming back from an ACL injury this year. And then if he's going on a team like the Packers, like, I just don't see how that fits. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, for sure. So, you talked about your fear pick. I want to talk about my fear pick. And some people may call it a mistake. And they they could possibly be right in calling it a mistake. Number 9.3, Jameis Winston. <laughs> I think Jameis Winston was the first player off the board that's not even a starter in the league. And he was yeah, taken yeah. by yours truly, Max Abel. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, he was. <laughs> Yo, so that was a fear pick. So, some context around that pick. Uh, I made that pick on my birthday. Can you still hear me, by the way? Yeah, I can. Okay. So, some context around that pick. I made that pick on my birthday. I think that might have been possibly the first or second pick I made on my birthday. I was headed to Tahoe. And this is how much I care about the draft. I pulled over to make my picks. So I was like, yeah, man. nope, I'm not, I'm not auto-picking, nope. So I pulled off the freeway and sat in some shade for a while while I did my research and figured out I want to take Jameis Winston. I knew that I wanted Jameis Winston on my team. I knew that I wanted Jameis Winston on my team probably around like round 14, 15. I took Jameis Winston in round nine, and here's why. The good old F-E-A-R, baby. That good old fear. I was like, what if, what if somebody else has him on their radar? And quarterbacks in front of him were Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, Tom Brady, and Baker Mayfield. So quarterbacks were flying at that point. There were five taken in the round before me. So I'm like, or before him. It's like, well, what if someone else has him on their roster? So the case I can make for taking Jameis Winston is that Drew Brees is going to retire soon. I feel it. I think a lot of people feel it and realize it. I think that Drew Brees could possibly retire after this season. And Jameis Winston is a quarterback coming off a 5,000-yard season. If Drew Brees retires at the end of the season and Jameis Winston inherits that offense, oh, boy. I think he could be an absolute bomb in there. And I don't care if he throws three interceptions a game, if he's, you know, throws yeah. 400 yards a game. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he was a top five quarterback last year when he when he was dominating, you know? I mean, he, he threw like 30 interceptions, but he's, yeah. he puts up fantasy points. Um, That's what I want. So, And I think, you know, your your line of thought was exactly right. He, he could be great. Um, if he takes over the Saints uh, within the next couple years. And and to be honest with you, he was a name that was in the back of my mind. I hadn't really pegged on when I would target him. But if you let him slip past round 15, which it doesn't sound like you're going to anyways, I, I, was, I was probably going to think about him then. But, you know, you got him when you got him and you got your guy. We'll see how that pans out for you. But he, he, if he was on my list, I guarantee you he was on at least a couple other people's lists. So I think in the end, you got your guy and you did what you needed to do. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the draft at the end and you make a pick like that, you want to look at players after him and compare him to players that you could have gotten and how they could have fit on your team. And when I look at players that were taken after, after I took Jameis Winston, I'm not seeing 
any names that were immediately taken that make me think, oh, shoot, I messed up. Right. There aren't any. That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I'm I'm okay with taking them there. I mean, I probably could have got them in round 10 or 11 or 12, probably 13 when people were taking kickers. But, yeah. Well, okay. You said kicker. And I am disgraced by the fact that you picked a kicker so early and it led to a kicker run. I am <laughs> pissed off about that. There's there's so much more. Hashtag ban kickers. Hashtag ban <laughs> kickers, okay? From the guy who didn't want a kicker at all. No, they're they're irrelevant. Can you just tell the the people listening right now what position or what round I picked a kicker? Go ahead and take a look at the draft board. Let's see. Legend DP took a kicker in round. The last possible round. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even want to take him there. <laughs> okay, I have some numbers for you. I have some numbers for you, DP. Okay, uh, they're irrelevant, but go ahead. <laughs> totally not irrelevant. First of all, <laughs> I want to say that me taking a kicker where I did was supplemented by the fact that I wanted a dude named Young Ho Koo on my team. Regardless that's fair. of what position that's he plays. Fair. His name is no, Young that's Ho. Fair. You that's the point you've made all day. <laughs> <laughs> Young Ho is going to be on my team. I don't care if he sucks. I'm picking Young Ho. Um, sure. Some numbers. 12, 20, 13, 17. Those are all numbers that Young Ho Koo has, has put up this season. Those okay. are not irrelevant. Those are not irrelevant. Now let's go to... Your kicker. Hold on. What are what are his lows? Okay, so I'm going to... So, fair point. I did read his highs. So, I'm going to go week by week and read Yeah, okay. Two, starting at week Fake one news. and skipping week four because <laughs> uh, he, didn't, he didn't play week four. So, we've got scores of 8, 17, 6, 13, 20, 2, and then 12. And that's in order. Yeah, Those? the average is not much better than my guy. Let's look at your guy's numbers. Please do. And and compare it to the average NFL kicker. They're all the same. So your guy's numbers, uh, one. Uh, oh, excuse me. Yes, right. One, 12, 3, 13, 13, 5, 7. Now, I must wow, admit. Wow, sounds real close to yours. <laughs> I must admit. That's just... <laughs> That sounds closer than I, I imagine it would be. I, I must yes, admit that. Yes, hashtag ban kickers. Yes. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, having highs of 17 and 20, those are when you that'll win you that'll win you a week every now and then. Blah 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 blah. And and his name is Young Ho. Your guy's name isn't Young Ho, so get out of here. My guy's name is Kaimi Fairbairn. And he was on a Lowe's commercial with his shirt off, and he's ripped. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm saying shout, shout out to DP for knowing which kickers have their shirt off in commercials. <laughs> uh, no, but there was one kicker I was targeting because of name, and it's Rodrigo Blankenship. I wanted him, <laughs> but didn't get him. <laughs> Blankenship. Yeah, I guess that's that's probably up there as far as names go. Yeah, and so- in terms of dynasty, Blankenship is a rookie, so he's going to be a stalwart in the league for a while. Huh. Okay. Okay. Young Ho is 26, so he's not actually the youngest Ho. He's just a young so, Ho. Um, so, um, so I know we only have you know a few minutes left on the pod, um, but I do have a rapid-fire Q&A segment I want to get in before we end. So you let me know when I can go ahead with that. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I, before we start that, 
I do need to say uh, this bit I have about the kicker and a bit of an apology because I apologize to this person in person and that's my dad because you were talking about how I started the kicker train around 13. Um, so I was talking to my dad around 12 and he was telling me that he was, you know, thinking about taking Justin Tucker, uh, kicker. He said, you want to take a 30 year old kicker? And then I said, <laughs> this was before I was thinking about taking a kicker. I was like, you're going to take a kicker in round 12. I was like, uh, you might not want to do, I was kind of, you know, discouraging, from, discouraging him from taking a kicker. And after he decided to not take a kicker, and let's see, he took uh, Harrison Bryant, tight end out of Cleveland. After he did not take a kicker, between his pick, which was one, two, three, four, five picks away, and my pick, I started thinking, huh, maybe I should take a kicker. And I started that kicker trend, and my dad didn't get the kicker he wanted after I discouraged him from taking a kicker in round 12. So I just want to offer a legal apology for doing that, T Pops. Uh, yeah, that was kind of you're a terrible him, human being. <laughs> <laughs> terrible <laughs> to discourage him from taking a kicker and then taking a kicker five picks away. Yeah, yeah that, the the only thing, the only way you could have made it better and justified was just to tell him not to take a kicker at all. Then that would have been fine. But, but I was, no, you ruined his life. So. <laughs> Good, good for you. <laughs> I was expecting you to say something like that as a as a no kick voter. Um, no hashtag ban kickers. Yeah, ban, hashtag ban kickers. Okay, <laughs> except ones with their shirts off in commercials. Hey, hey, Google them, bro. <laughs> you won't be sorry. <laughs> Google that NSFW commercial. Okay. Hey, all all I have to say is I recently a wise man gave me this quote that says. You should stay in game shape so you don't have to get in game shape. That's all I'm saying. Who said that? You know, wise man, Josh, in our league, just passed that <laughs> quote on to me. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so before we start the Q&A session, uh, my overall thoughts on the draft, I think that it was kind of all over the place. And I think, obviously, uh, Ryan Booth, Momar, they took the prize as far as having the best teams right now. I think that... Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, uh, value age more than they should have. Um, and yeah, it was a long draft, but yeah. Yeah, shout out to a couple people. Dre taking Barkley in the first was a great pick. I mm. completely forgot about Barkley because of his injury. And, you know, I think that was a good pick. Um, and then Kevy Kev, he, he was picking right next to me. He was fourth, I was fifth. He snaked me a few times. Just <laughs> want to let him know because I didn't say anything. Josh Allen, Terry McLaurin, J.K. Dobbins, Debo Samuel, Jamison Crowder, and to top it all off, he picked Aaron Jones right after I picked Chubb. So all those players, you know, I'm going to be watching them closely, and every time they have a big game, it's going to break my heart. Just one time. <laughs> also, shout out to Josh. He took Richie James in the last round, who proceeded to throw up a 33-point game after having no points for the season until now. Okay, well, I have a conspiracy theory about that, if you want to hear it real quick. That he was watching the game before he made the pick, right? Yes. <laughs> he watched the game. And, okay, this is all speculation. But yeah. he saw the numbers that Richie James put up, and he was like, let me draft Richie James. Oh, hey, Donald, Kamish, can you put him in my starting lineup? Because I definitely would have started him, even though I didn't know who his, what his name was before this game. That's a good-ass point. 
Just saying. I texted him after, and he was like, oh, I definitely would have started him because they didn't have anybody else. Oh, please, come on. Please. Come on. <laughs> that is trash. With Amari Cooper, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guarantee. All right. Let's get to these questions. These rapid fire questions. <laughs> All right. So it, it's, it's more of kind of just like a little fun game to go through real quick. Um, so I was just sitting here looking at the draft board, looking at the names that were, you know, surrounding my pick. Um, on either side and I was thinking I was like what if I mashed up these two players names so I want to go through a couple name mashups where I'm taking the first name of one guy and the last name of the other guy and I want you to tell me between these two names who would be the better football player based on their name and what position they would play (laughs) I like it I like it because the name is so important for a fantasy football player exactly all right so Corey Campbell or Paris Davis? You broke up a little bit. Say that one more time. Corey Campbell or Paris Davis? Corey Campbell has got to be a quarterback. I mean, <laughs> you think Corey, so? Yeah, Corey Campbell has got to be like uh, a, a running back. I mean, a quarterback that can run a little bit. And what was the other one? Paris Davis. Paris Davis. That's got to be a running back. Paris Man, I'm Davis. thinking Paris Davis. That's swag, dude. That's like the diva wide receiver, Paris Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Paris right. Davis. Okay, okay. All right, next one, next one. We have, uh, let's see, Tyler Chubb or Nick Lockett? Oh, I'm taking a dude named Tyler Chubb. I'm taking, you- <laughs> I'm taking a dude named Tyler Chubb. I don't know why that has such a good ring to it. It just rolls off. That's got to be... Right, well- Tyler Chubb is a... <laughs> That's that's a stud wide receiver right there. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see. All right. Uh, Cole Dillon or AJ Beasley? I'm not taking a dude named Cole Dillon. Uh, that <laughs> right? sounds like a, a scrub. <laughs> He's <laughs> a douche. <laughs> that sounds like a dude that's going to disappoint me every time I play him. Right? <laughs> Who was the second guy? Um, AJ Beasley. Nope. I'll pass on both those dudes. AJ Beasley? Uh... No. He's. <laughs> Destined for Taxi Squad to be released. Oh man, he's married to Pam Beasley from The Office, though. <laughs> oh, so he's just gonna, he's gonna take Jim's uh, Jim's spot. That is Jim. He changed his name. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, I got two more for you, real quick. So we have Anthony Madison or Alexander McFarland. Oh. Alexander McFarland's good. Yeah, he's a stud. He, he's like a 350-pound D-tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander McFarland. Now, you know what? I'm kind of seeing tight end. Are you? Alexander okay. McFarland. Like you, know, you know, if he was a good athlete in high school, they might, they might make the transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the last one for you, it's either Tim Moore or David Patrick. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Uh, David Patrick. I see David. <laughs> David Patrick is probably a slot receiver. You oh, know? Man. Why you got like, to do me like that? <laughs> slot receivers get money. You know? like you know, Kind of like a Julian Edelman type guy. And then what was the other name? Tim Moore. Tim Moore. That's yeah. he's a bench dude. He's he's nah. weak, bro. He's weak. Yeah, he's <laughs> he got to stop me over Tim Moore. I'm we're not, both I'm not... no, we're we're both slot receivers, but I took his job. 
<laughs> I'm definitely going with David Patrick over Tim Moore. Tim Moore sounds like a straight scrub. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, not that, and, and, and I, I play strong safety, by the way. <laughs> oh, defense and offense over here, revolutionary. Hey, two way, two way. <laughs> oh, two way, man. two way. <laughs> Let's go. Are you, gonna, yeah. are, you, are you gonna have your shirt off in your commercial though? <laughs> Only if I could look like Kaimi Fairbairn, bro. <laughs> man, I, I fuck. I gotta go look at this. It's because you keep talking about it, and I gotta see what the big deal is about Kaimi Fairbairn and his his shirt off in this commercial. <laughs> Just look up the Lowe's commercial. You'll know. He's a oh, handyman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound like the intro to a porn? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> I might have seen one like that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. Right. And killing right. <laughs> That was fun, man. This is a lot of fun. We gotta do it some more. We gotta have some guests on. Yeah, for real. Like we're gonna have some guests on. I know Brian would probably Ryan Boots would probably be in it for and sure. Definitely Josh. We've already been talking about it. Oh man, yeah. I'll see if I can get some people in next one. Let's let's do this. Maybe let's do this weekly, you know, and talk about people's matchups. Yeah, let's uh, figure it out. Let's do it. Hey, that was that was a good draft. It was a long draft. A shout out to everybody who stuck it out. Even if you turn auto pick on or you had auto pick turned on for you by me, you know, a shout out for <laughs> sticking it out for the draft, being you know responsive and all of the texts and all that. And by the way, we're going to uh, I'm gonna try to shift from text messages to the league messages so it doesn't blow up everybody's phone. Um, and yeah, man, shout out to the the inaugural draft for the gentlemen's club league like it's it's gonna be years and years and and a lot of fun coming up yes sir i'm looking forward to it let's go gentlemen's club and thank you to everybody who listened yep all right dp let's get back to work (laughs) let's do it all right man later peace